Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Manuj Agarwal is a global thought leader who has been in AI for 15 years and has four patents in AI. He has served clients like Microsoft, IBM, Pearson Education and more, producing $500 million in value for them. His work has impacted over 10 million lives and has been mentioned by the likes of President Obama and Bill Gates. If you're curious about AI and its potential, do not miss this conversation with Manoj. Welcome, Manoj, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you so much. Excited now, to be here. Now, uh, you're joining us uh, from Vancouver. And um, for those people who don't know who you are and haven't heard of you, can you please go ahead and tell us? Sure. Uh, so my name is Manoj Agarwal, and I am the founder and chief innovation officer of a company called Tetra Noodle Technologies. So we are an AI consulting company, and uh, we help businesses sort of uh, understand AI, implement AI in their businesses. My background, I have been in technology for about 30 years, and um, I have uh, four patents in artificial intelligence myself, authored two books on technology, and uh, I was uh, recently um, recognized as one of the leading thought leaders in AI uh, in the world. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, um, we have worked with uh, hundreds of startups building their technology, worked with uh, large corporations like Microsoft, IBM, Pearson Education. Um, one of the pro one of the projects that we uh, delivered, um, it actually got special mentions from. Uh, President Obama and uh, Bill Gates. 
Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm speaking to the right guy then, thankfully. Um, <laughs> now, I, I was just saying to you, I have a million questions about AI. It seems uh, nowadays everywhere we turn, we can't escape AI. Um, yeah. You've just got to go through your feeds nowadays and there's AI yeah. this, AI that. Um, and the more we unravel it, the more we're seeing how it's embedding into our lives. It's not something we can escape, is it? No, um, because the, the fact is that, first of all, AI has been around for decades. It's actually started in the 70s. And when we think about how AI has been in our lives already, what you just mentioned, you know, the feeds uh, has AI, but people don't realize that the feed itself is AI. Mm. Mm. Uh, because Facebook started, what, 2005 or so, and all the news, all the information that we consume on platforms similar to um, Facebook, they're all AI, AI algorithms tuned to give us the information that we are interested in, not only interested in, but also we will find engaging enough that we will click on it, we will, you know, engage with it, we will yell at it, whatever it is. <laughs> so the algorithms have been optimized for sensationalism. So uh, this misconception that AI is new is is, is uh, something that uh, I try to address that um, AI has already been part of our lives. If you take out your mobile phone, everything is uh, controlled by AI. Uh, even, um, you know, whatever political view people have these days, elections, even at the highest levels, are won and lost by AI, mm. right? So, so it has been around for a long time. Now, what has happened is that in November 2022, uh, when uh, ChatGPT was released, the the everyday person got to understand and feel and touch the technology, uh, which has been available to you know uh, people in the know and with mm. power and money. Uh, you know, so so uh, so now everybody can realize the power of AI. And I think that's really where it skyrocketed, hasn't it? You know, the everyday yeah. person can have uh, this technology on their phone now um, and yeah. what it, what it's spitting out is absolutely unbelievable, you know, and people, yeah. like, their minds are just, like, spinning on, well, what does this mean for us now? You know, like, particularly I know um, schools and teachers, they were worried that, you know, kids would just jump on chat GPT and, and just get an assignment written for them. Um, but yeah. there's ways that it can actually complement the work we do and make life easier for us rather than, you know, make it difficult, right? Absolutely. See, the thing is that um, AI, as as it happens, I it will force us to shift many paradigms. Mm. So, for example, we, let's talk about education. For us, uh, specifically what happened was when the industrial age started, we needed specialized people to do certain things. And so we needed to make sure that they um, are proficient in those skills before they you know, operate uh, any system machine, whatever that is. And we, we started thinking about education as learning something and taking an exam and then ri writing the exam and passing certain criteria, somebody else said, now you're educated, right? Mm. If we go back uh, several centuries, uh, information and education was passed on through storytelling, generation after generation, even before 
um, writing was invented, uh, you know, this, so we are talking about human evolution now, right? So, mm. so now if we, if we think about that paradigm shifting now from going from industrial age to AI age, so it's not, a, education is not about remembering, but education may be about experiencing life, doing more hands-on work. And then, as you said, AI assisting that experience and the teacher's role may be more about guiding that experience or something along the and this is just one industry right mm-hmm. one para, like one specific instance a lot of different paradigms are going to shift in the next five to ten years as people understand what this really means for them mm. and I think one of the ones that sort of opened my eyes most recently was in in regards to voice technology because I'm also a narrator you know so I, I narrate books and all kinds of things and you know I've got agents and they're very very worried about you know people picking up our voices and using it for not great purposes <laughs> and without our permission um you know there's the the famous case of where someone's voice was picked up and used for tiktok without their permission um so i mean how do we prevent our own um ip for want of a better word from being taken and used elsewhere without our permission see um once again uh, we are in a transition period so i totally understand the worry that that uh, you have and others have and any new technology that comes out uh, it goes through certain period of uncertainty right like what is going to happen even when like for example the internet came out or you know if, for that matter if when the car was invented or the steam engine was invented uh, all these uh, inventions cause us to take a pause and say okay you know what does that mean so uh, i'll address it in multiple parts one part is that uh, um impersonation with Kizik Hands Free Shoes Motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt for a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Can be done even today, even before mm. AI was available, right? So mm. people who are going to impersonate and take advantage of uh, technology or situation or do something nefarious, they're going to do it regardless of, uh, you know, what technology is available or not available. Now, this makes it super easy to uh, to cause harm. But at the same time, similar technology is also available for good guys to make counter, uh, uh, you know, counterweight sort of take counterweight measures mm. to fix that problem. So uh, one possible solution could be, you know, um, uh, just like movies have or, or even like products have authenticity seals, mm. something right. So you can say, OK, I'm buying an authentic product or you know, this movie is rated PG-13 or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So those kind of those kind of regulations um, are in place, but it took them a while to be in place. But now they are, you know, common practice. So you can imagine something along those lines uh, coming into existence where, you know, we will be able to say, oh, OK, this is an authentic, um, uh, you know, a uh, clip or this is an AI generated clip or what have you. So um, 
but until all that dust settles you know there will be a gray area here mm. for some time and it's one of those things that we don't have a trademark on our voice do we it's it's like not regulated and someone could and i just think of how much of my voice is out there on the internet i'm like oh my god someone's going to pick that up one day yeah, yeah. but it's just one of those yeah. things that we have to learn and put a framework in place for right see um another thing i will say uh, add here is that um if you have your voice out there i think it's a huge advantage because people who will listen to a fake fake video they will not be able to relate that to your existing persona mm. that you have already created right mm. i think so that's an added advantage for people who are already out there i mean for people who are starting net new i mean again there there is a gray area i'm pretty sure if it comes down to something more important high stakes even today we can find a solution i mean technologists uh, technology experts like m- me i mean that is our bread and butter to figure out how to you know make something mm. um uh, you know find a solution to a problem uh, but yeah i mean until until all these problems become uh, sorry solutions become mainstream we'll have to deal with it on case by case basis mm. now i know earlier you mentioned um president obama um, and we've seen uh, technology do what they call deep fakes, particularly of yeah. him. I mean, yeah. how how can we tell the difference on what's legit and what's not? Well, I see again. I think um, that ship has sailed now. Like you know, we are in this situation until there are, as I said, new mechanisms or new regulations. For example, uh, in US, uh, Europe and canada there has been draft um regulations on ai but they are very very early stage and very uh thin on substance so as these kind of issues come up i'm pretty sure there's going to be more and more legislation and and uh like for example the inventor or uh, the ceo of open ai which is the company that uh, built chat gpt he was testifying in us congress uh you know this week and his recommendation is that there should be independent uh, uh legislation bodies um who regulate uh, ai so so when that happens you know these questions will be raised and i'm pretty sure technology is uh, all you know technology is already there so something that can create a, a deep fake you know a counterweight to that will be to detect a deep fake mm-hmm. so uh, so it it should not be a, a a big technological challenge but um but the regulations need to be in place right mm. and i mean you no doubt you see so many cool things when it comes to ai and technology um in what you do i mean where do you see the future of ai going see in my opinion like we are entering like uh, almost this is like a inflection point in human evolution in my opinion and a lot of other people agree because we are entering something like a post thought era because before ai everything used to be more who has the more cognitive power who has uh, you know the insight to connect the dots and find you know find solutions now with ai a lot of that will be offloaded right uh, a lot of that will be given uh, way to machines and then um, mostly i think um, we will be focused on more uh, human like sort of activities uh, our jobs will become more like uh, empathizing with people listening to people sort of you know more creative 
kind of work and and these kind of you know shifts have happened in the past as well like uh the renaissance period in the uh, in the uh, i think 13th century or so so there was a 300 period of a uh, 300 year period where uh, artists and musicians and and painters they were the, at the top of the food chain in society right uh, so i think we will be entering that kind of uh era now and you know in the work that you do what's what's an example of innovation that you've been a part of that's used sure. ai Sure. So I'll I'll share the one project that got mentioned from Obama. So uh, in uh, higher education universities, uh, there's a big problem that almost 30% of the students drop out of their degree program in the first two years. And the reason is that they find that um, these uh, programs or the subjects that they have picked, they are of no interest to them or they are too difficult for them to pass that exam so what we did was we created ai algorithms which match a particular student with the right courses and this was based on a lot of historical data from hundreds of thousands of students and so as students come in without any bias they are recommended these courses just like netflix recommends shows to us so the result was that every student that went through that uh, program they actually Uh, on average took 20% more courses to complete their degree program than was necessary and the dropout rate declined dramatically so so that was a very uh, impactful project to help students you know complete their degree program and help society not lose out on a graduate um, so so that project got uh, mentioned from obama and bill gates um, so i can go on you know i can describe more but i hope that sort of gives you an idea about uh, the way that ai can be deployed mm yeah that's and that's an excellent example but um i know years ago i got i my my background is in digital i work with websites day to day um and and large ones as well and um i actually got to see a content management system that was using machine learning as part of its search engine um background um mm-hmm. is a lot of the work in ai still done using machine learning so um machine learning is sort of like how can i say it like it's the it's sort of the uh, the lower level of ai because ai is basically uh machine learning is going to learn a pattern mm. a particular pattern in in data right what ai is doing ai is um based on a concept called deep learning so what that does is it creates multiple layers of uh finding these patterns and just like our neurons fire in our mind you know every every uh, stimulus that uh, we we uh, sense with our senses it's interpreted by mirror new, uh, sorry neurons firing in our mind right so in ai in deep learning these layers are given certain weights mm-hmm. uh, and said okay you know if um, let's say we are calculating what will be the weather tomorrow so we will need to take into account uh, you know the season the uh, the, the location of the place in on on the Uh, on the planet um sun's uh, movements moon's movements all of that and now we will give certain weights to the measurements of these these variables and now ai will be able to tell based on all these variables what is the most likely outcome um of the of the weather does that make sense yeah yeah and okay. I, i guess you know like when we look at something like chat gpt um and say so you you ask it something and yeah. uh, 
it basically is indexing everything that's on the internet, isn't it? Like it's picking out yeah. everything that's on everything anywhere um, yeah. on the internet and then finding the answer through deep learning. Well, so the difference in this case is, uh, let me clarify, what what they have done with OpenAI, they have learned the sequence of words that come after certain word, certain right. phrase. Yep. So, for, for example, if I say hello, generally the phrase that follows hello is how are you, right? So uh, OpenAI has learned this pattern, as you said, by um, looking at the entire internet and the, and the history of whatever has been written so far. And basically it is training the artificial intelligence just like we train a human child, right? We say, we teach them ABC first, and then we say, okay, you put these uh, characters together and you make a word, and then you put the word together and you make a sentence. You know, that's how we teach child as well, right? So it's the same mechanism being applied. Yes, it is deep learning, but it is using deep learning to understand how humans communicate with each other by learning that language. Mm. And I know there's a lot of rumblings as well in the customer service sector, particularly online, um, mm. where uh, AI and particular chatbots are becoming much more sophisticated because I know most people um, historically have been quite annoyed with chatbots because um, they're not, you know, we know they're a robot, right, and they're programmed yes. a certain way. Um, yeah. They're getting a lot better though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you will start seeing more and more um, that. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, these chatbots will become better. And I believe, again, uh, this is my belief based on understanding human nature and technology. I believe that most people will actually prefer talking to um, AI-based chatbots um, because... Um, because yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, it's better and more convenient not to be judged or not to get into like mm. heated arguments. Because generally, in situations where you contact a customer service uh, representative, you are in some sort of a trouble. Like you need help, and if a machine can solve that problem quickly, I think people will prefer that. But in my opinion, what will probably end up happening will be. Uh, as the chat starts, I think we will be given an option. Do you want to talk to a human or do you want to talk to AI? Mm, mm. And, you know, an excellent example of that uh, nowadays is uh, Snapchat's um, AI yeah. chat. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's got one in their, their Snapchat if they if they have an account. And um, I was testing it out the other day and I was like, wow, this is actually really, really good, you know, like, um, and I can see it being used in certain contexts around mental health, things like that, where people just need someone to talk to um, without that judgment and a safe space to actually share things. I think yeah. it's got a lot of potential in that in that field as well, in health and well-being. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. yeah. yeah. So what's, what's uh, on the roadmap for you right now? What's ahead? See, uh, right now um, there's... This is a huge technology wave that is going to 
occur over the next five to 10 years and, and beyond. And a lot of people uh, are confused. They are fearful. There's a lot of misinformation. So the first order of business is to help people understand the potential of the technology, uh, what will happen if they don't embrace the technology, which will be quite um, disastrous in many cases. People, I, I think people will find it difficult to compete if they don't embrace AI. Um, and uh, also tell people about the opportunity because um, the CEO of IBM, for example, he has said that AI is going to add about $10 trillion to the world economy by 2030. Wow. So, 10, so right now, the world economy is about $80 trillion. So 12.5% of the world GDP will be added in the seven in the next seven years, right? So, and I think that's a un, that's an underestimated number. I think that number will be higher. So, so that's the first order of business to inform people what is happening. The second uh, step is to actually help implement, uh, you know, these solutions, brainstorm. Because as, as we said earlier, paradigms will need to shift, and we'll need to come up with brand new solutions and imagine sort of a brand new world. Uh, based on how, you know, AI disrupts uh, industries and sectors. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, my mind is spinning just as you're talking. Uh, you know, I'd love to brainstorm with you sometime. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm just thinking about um, e-commerce sector and how that could just skyrocket in this space, you know, like yeah. the amount that could be done. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Amazon probably already uses it to some degree. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just it could go that extra step um, already. Um, it, it's, it's exciting and on the other hand scary and I think yeah. for a lot of people who don't know anything about it how can we stop them from being fearful or something like this see the the thing uh, about fear is that uh, human beings are afraid of the unknown mm. always right so the best way to overcome the fear is to sign up for a free account and then start playing with it you know just taking baby steps and try to just get familiar with it and that takes away the fear because then you start to see possibilities and then you can start to take your own path um, you know start to go deeper ask more questions uh, think about how you can use this technology in your life and business or if you ha- if you need to move faster or if you need um, more substantial help then work with a professional um, but these are the two ways, you know, uh, fear will only be overcome by uh, actually doing it. Mm. And this is it, you know, we if we get in and learn, we can't do any harm. <laughs> we can't yeah, do any harm. All we can do is learn and, and um, yeah. yeah, spread spread that as well. Now, um, if people want to find out more about what you do and get in touch, where can they go? Yeah, yeah so you can go to my connection, social connection website. It's manuj.ca. So it's my first name.ca or you can find me on LinkedIn or you can go to my website, manujagarwal.com. Excellent. And and just your company again um, for people who yeah. want to check it out? Yeah, Tetra Noodle Technologies. It's tetranoodle.com. I love the name. Absolutely love it. <laughs> now, uh, last big question for you, Manuj. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I think uh, people need to realize how much potential they have. There's so much joy and uh, happiness and abundance people can get uh, if they just realize how much potential they have and 
stopped, started believing in themselves. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, if, if we can build a world like that, that'll, that'll be an awesome world. If only, if only, and I think it it starts with us and that's what this whole show is about. So thank you so much for being a part of The Ethical Evolution. Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there.